When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the rock and roll hall of fame. I'm your host, Joe Guazala. I know too much about the rock hall. An expert? I guess that's up for you to decide. Uh, with me, as always, is my co-host. Is she an expert? Uh, maybe don't broach the question because she yeah. might get upset because she's a skeptic, the voice of the people. Kristen Sutter. Hi, Kristen. Hello, Joe. Emergency episode. Special emergency episode. I'll, I'll talk about it some more, but I think let's just bring in our guest first and foremost. The man you need to talk to if you have to do an emergency episode about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He is futurerocklegends.com, the definitive, most thorough source of information on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Better than the Rock Hall itself, considerably better than rockhall.com, <laughs> if I may be so bold, but that's not a bold statement. Anyone can tell you that. Neil Walls. Neil, welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Great to be back. Big week. Big week. It, it is a big week. Okay. Truly crazy. So first first Wild. off, I just want to say never in the four years plus of doing this show have I ever received so many DMs, comments, tweets, texts to my, to my personal cell about what happened here with the rock hall this week i'll say it and listen and i i don't know the number but people are demanding this episode because this is a bizarre situation that we've that we've got on our hands and who are the people to help you make sense of it look no further we are going to attempt to do that here i'm just going to read what we all read on monday march 14th news that i <laughs> News that I woke up to, and I woke up to a lot of texts as well. I can't tell you the time of day that this was posted, but on Miss Dolly Parton's Instagram, we've got a chunk of text posted, and it is as follows. Dolly here, even though I am extremely flattered and grateful to be nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I don't feel that I have earned that right. I really do not want votes to be split because of me, so I must respectfully bow out. I do hope that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will understand and will be willing to consider me again if I'm ever worthy. This has, however, inspired me to put out a hopefully great rock and roll album at some point in the future, which I have always wanted to do. My husband is a total rock and roll freak. And That's has the part that really sticks with you. My husband is a total rock and roll freak. We will, I'm sure, dissect we'll this part. We'll break this down. We'll break it all down. Wow. But yeah, my husband is a total rock and roll freak and has always encouraged me to do one. I wish all of the nominees good luck and thank you again for the compliment. Rock on, Dolly. Butterfly. And of uh, course, yeah, her signature so involves a drawing of a butterfly. You know, I was at work when my boyfriend, who until 
five months ago, didn't have any kind of involvement with the hall. Uh, and I have now infected his brain, unfortunately. Yeah, let's be clear. You did not meet your boyfriend through the Rock Hall uh, fan community. No, no, I certainly did not. But uh, I, to the point, he's like, you really, I'll bring it up when we're, when we are places, you know, Gloria Estefan will come on in a target and I'll be like, oh, we think she might get in. And I'm just, oh God. And he's like, uh, and so he's the one who sent me that a screenshot of that at 8.52 AM. I was at work. So, you know, it's far reaching. We're, we're getting into people who normally wouldn't care. And I, by proxy, have done it. This is one of those rock hall stories that gets out into the mainstream that you don't normally see. I mean, there's, you know, I I read kind of everything about the rock hall and it's rare to have something like this explode and it's on the Today Show and, you know, people, magazines covering it and it's, this is big news. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's almost more Dolly news than it's rock hall news. So it has the capacity to reach different levels of the media which once again shows you the yes. dolly like it, it is what we've effect. been saying about dolly this whole time that she is bigger than the hall she's bigger than us all yeah it's funny i mean like there's there are a lot of articles coming out it's funny there's literally one that came out that was like the hall needs dolly more than dolly needs the hall which is using the the words <laughs> that we use constantly on this show and often I mean, every year we devote uh, an episode about that very concept. And so it's it's just funny to see real publications that are talking in, in a way that we talk about on our niche show so often. Was that article out before or after Dolly made the announcement? It's because of the announcement and like as a response to the the fact that Got she's it. saying she doesn't feel right for it. Neil, I'm curious, are, have people reached out to you for comment? Not so much, but it's more, it's really just, it opens up a lot of issues, you know, <laughs> persistent issues that the Rock Hall has that people like to talk about, whether it's, you know, the genre issue or the woman's mm-hmm. issue or, you know, changing the name of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. All of those things have now just sort of been burst out onto mm-hmm. sort of the floor to be talked about again um, because of her statement, you know, and it's a very short statement, but it, it, it's very deceptive because it's it, in what it doesn't say. Um, leads to a lot of speculation about what it actually means and yes. why she did it in the first place. Yeah. Okay. So here I have, uh, sorry, I'm like bewildered, but like, does she, was she getting blowback? Were people upset that she was nominated? I guess I hadn't seen, I purposely stay out of the online conversation as much as possible. Most online conversations I try to stay out of. Which is a good move, I think. But was she getting pushback where people like Dolly's only nominated because she saved our country or like, what was the deal? What's the deal? I don't think there was a lot of, I mean, generally it's, it was pretty universally praised and, you know, yeah. obviously everyone who sort of watches the rock hall and, and knows that sort of suspected that she was going to be a lock for induction. And so it's not like, you know, an issue, whether she wasn't going to get in, I mean, her comments early on was were those of surprise that she was nominated. She never really thought herself as, you know, rock and roll. And, you know, she said specifically she didn't think she would actually get in. So I think there's over the last month when she's maybe heard that she's actually not only going to do well, but she's actually like the highest. The favorite. You know, she has the highest, yeah, she's the favorite now. And 
I don't know if she felt uncomfortable with that. She's had a very busy month. She, you know, hosted the ACM Awards recently. She's on a book promotion tour with James Patterson for a book. So I don't know if she's been able to devote a lot of time thinking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And now that it's like six weeks later and she's starting to think about it, that she started to become uncomfortable with being put in that position. You know, she has a history of sort of turning down awards when she's does not ready to receive them, I guess. And maybe this just came as too much of a surprise if the Rock Hall didn't, you know, lay the groundwork with her about this ahead of time. Yeah, like she, like in your the thing that I think has been referenced is that she has turned down the Presidential uh, Medal of Freedom a few times. And kind of to your initial question, though, Kristen, I do know there was one, and listen, I don't know that it was necessarily a big article, but so uh, some publication, and Neil, you might know who it was, some publication had posted something, uh, and it was from a country perspective that was like, Dolly doesn't need to be in the rock hall in the same way that we don't want rock and roll artists in the country hall of fame, which is an interesting comparison because there are definitely rock and roll artists in the country hall of fame like elvis is in there uh, everly brothers recently ray charles and so you know it's not exactly an accurate statement ray charles is in the country hall of fame yes and that was like kind of a controversial choice but he has like one of his what some people maybe consider his greatest album is modern sounds in in country uh music which is him doing country covers and it's a it, again like it's it's a huge album for him but i think there was resistance from kind of the country community whether you want to identify potentially racial reasons or what have you um or the fact that he is such a solidly rock and roll artist which i think is probably the crux of it but yeah the the country music hall of fame has been slow but not dissimilar to the rock hall in terms of its kind of crossover inductees with elvis at al yeah the that that article you're referencing it came from um savingcountrymusic.com and you know, the author, <laughs> okay sorry okay. just the name okay, of that then. i see where their angle is <laughs> they find rock and roll to be a threat and you know his, his the author's point was really not so much country music his point wasn't so much that, you know, Dolly's not worthy, but it's that the Rock Hall has so much work to do in all the other genres that it's dealing with that, you know, country's fine. You don't have to start dealing with country artists now. You've, you haven't you can't even inducted Pat Benatar yet, right? Or, you know, all these other artists that are, have mm-hmm. been waiting for years and years and years. Why are you now sort of stepping in to start plucking off, you know, these country superstars and creating a giant backlog of new country artists? Like, what's the point of doing that? Kind yeah. of the thing that had been referenced on our show at a certain, or maybe but, but I yeah. Can't but, but when we, I mean, when we did those episodes talking about, uh, you know, what the, who the hall will induct in five, 10, 15 years, something like that did come up, and I like kind of agree with that point of the pivot to someone so solidly country. You might interpret as a move of like we're running out of people. Let's find ways to expand who we include, but it is so clear, especially for those of us who know the hall, that is not, that, that is the opposite of the problem. Like the, yeah. we're not running out, we're not getting people in fast enough. And I, I have always kind of felt like with country, you know, we try to wrap our heads around the not super clear lines with the hall and what they include, but country was one that felt relatively definitive especially for the artists that weren't like early early like influences like a uh, jimmy rogers or whoever 
and the idea that if you started to include country, you would suddenly have a million artists that you maybe wouldn't have considered before that now you have to think about. Um, but, but, you know, when we had talked about Dolly on the show, it felt to me like Dolly was going to be more like a Miles Davis for the Rock Hall mm-hmm. in the way that it doesn't really open a door. It's just kind of like an exception of like, this person is so huge and so beloved and so important to so many people across so many genres that they get inducted, but it doesn't start like a slippery slope into their genre the way that the Rock Hall did not suddenly start inducting a bunch of jazz artists after Miles Davis. Yes, I. that is also my feeling. I think that people who are kind of taking this kind of, oh, then you're just opening the doors for all of these country artists now we're just adding to the number of people that need to get inducted i think that's kind of like and i mean i i think that we are the people who would know this the most Mm -hmm. uh that's just like so far from possible for the rock hall like they're so myopic when it comes to stuff like this that i don't see it being like all right now we've got dolly in and we better just like they don't work like that Mm-hmm. It, it it works in the like argument sense or the kind of just, you know, like if we exist in a vacuum, but if you exist in like the world where the hall operates the way it does and has for decades, there's no chance that suddenly a bunch of country artists were going to now need to get inducted. Yeah, maybe Willie. But like yeah. the, the, those are like the you know king and queen of, of country and our ubiquitous pop cultural figures beyond their genre. And then the other one other thing I want to point out is that to your initial question, Kristen, bef- way before this, like right after the nominations came out, I was a, I was approached by Country Insider magazine. What? Because they wanted to sort this out, because I do think the country community didn't really understand what the Dolly nomination was, and it came to them as a surprise that was a confusing one but the resulting article i think is a good one and i you know it it was almost like for them a fact-finding mission the the guy who wrote it when he reached out he did express like we're not sure what this is help us out and Mm -hmm. you know and and i I mentioned some of the stuff that i've talked about on the show which is like taylor swift is going to get in eventually and like don't you want to kind of for someone that big and other artists like lay the groundwork a little bit of putting in Taylor eventually when you could have put in Dolly 15 years before or whatever, um, wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah. Did you write an article for Country Insider and just I just gave, me? I, I, <laughs> I gave some quotes. I gave some quotes. Uh, okay. You know, they, they talked to some voters too. And they, t- I mean, like it was, and I, I tried to give them some, they talked to Rob Tannenbaum, who we've talked to and mm-hmm. man. Okay. So let's, I'm trying to think about where do we even begin to like, well, I mean, I guess I feel like one of the biggest questions is why and what does this going on here? You know, like, why did she do this? And that's why I asked, you know, was there significant blowback or like, was she responding to like, oh, I, I swear I didn't ask for this. I'm not rock and roll. And I know it. Yeah. I mean, because the, the, a little bit of the, the language does make it feel like there's a country mafia that is mm-hmm. not pleased with this decision and she has to she has to bow out why well, don't actually before we get into that let's kind of talk about the hall and the history of attempting to bow out of your nomination or induction Ooh. because there's there's definitely stuff there right neil yeah so 
this week it's been everybody's kind of been diving back into to these stories. The, the closest analog to this is in 1999, after Black Sabbath had been nominated a couple of times and not gotten inducted, Ozzy Osbourne put out a statement through a publicist requesting that Black Sabbath be removed from the ballot and being, you know, not being nominated again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously that was ignored. They went on to be nominated many more times until they were finally inducted in 2006. But, you know, there were articles at the time where they had talked to voters and asking them about this and stuff, because Ozzy in his statement had sort of tried to downplay the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, saying it was not picked by fans, it was picked by elites and, and so forth. But so it was, you know, it was disparaging towards the Rock Hall and the institution. But, you know, to, to have a statement the way Dolly's is, which is so nice and, um, you know, <laughs> with humility and things, she wants to bow out, right? It's, it, there's ne- never been anything quite like this. You know, there's been other artists that have rejected um, their induction once they've actually gotten in. You know, just last year, we saw Todd Rundgren, mm-hmm. you know, openly decide not to show up. And had threatened to do that the entire time, kind of for years, because that was his third consecutive nomination. And after he didn't get in the first time and and learned, as some of us do, that the fan vote is a sham, he was like, well, they, well I'm not I'm not showing up. He see, you know, he made that very clear. But he, he did not outright reject the induction. And I think he had referenced the fact that he knew the like fans wanted it. And so he wasn't going to say, like, don't do it. But he was just kind of like, if you do it, I'm not participating. Yeah, and there's been other artists who, you know, once they get inducted and they start negotiating with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame about whether it's a performance or how many tickets they're getting or whether they have to pay for a table and all this kind of stuff. You know, Neil Young didn't come, I think, one year when he was inducted just because he was annoyed that... That's so funny because like he had come before and he has come since it was just like what there was one year. It was the Buffalo Springfield year, I believe, 97. And I think part of it was like, this is going to be on VH1 or MTV or whatever. It was going to be on TV. And he was like, I don't, you know, this now this is a commercial product and uh, I don't want to participate. And then, you know, he was he inducted Paul McCartney two years later. (laughs) So. So, you know, it's it's it, it, that I, I don't know what's going on with that. But the Axl Rose, like, tried to say, like, you cannot induct me in absentia. Right. Right. He put out a letter. You know, again, he was trying to, I think, get some of his current band members involved in the induction, um, working out a performance with this is back when, you know, Guns N' Roses was where they were at odds with each other and Axl mm-hmm. and Slash and the others weren't speaking to each other. So, yeah, he made it. He put out a, a big letter saying that he wasn't going to come and you weren't, you aren't allowed to induct me. So, but they did anyway, his name is on the wall in Cleveland. So I strongly request that I not be inducted in absentia. please know that no one is authorized, nor may anyone be permitted to accept any induction for me or speak on my behalf. It really sounds like one of those things that people post on Instagram every once in a while where they're Mm -hmm. like, Instagram does not have the right to use my bubble. (laughs) Like (laughs) Something that sounds binding, but technically it's just garbage. They've like been told that if they post this, then Instagram can't sell their information or whatever people used to do it on Facebook I feel like yeah <laughs> yes I know exactly idea. what you're talking about but oh the, the timing the timing of the thing with Dolly is part of what's so strange because you know the Axl Rose thing happened after it had been announced that they were to be inducted you know or like anytime there's an issue usually it happens when the nominees are announced this is just a very strange time for this announcement with Dolly because the ballots are out Ballots have been returned. 
so they can't change the ballot. They can't like remove her name if they wanted to. But the other thing with all these things we've been talking about, the precedent is that they won't remove her name because oh. people, I mean, because people have, people have been like, no, or like, this is, uh, I don't want to be a part of this or like Axl Rose's statement. But every time those people have been inducted anyway. She literally says in her statement, I don't want to split votes. And like, I'm just like, what does, that was the other part where I was like, so meaning what's going on. Well, that makes me think, honestly, I think she's confused. Like, I I think there's like a misunderstanding here because like the, the wording of like vote splitting, I just think like the, the process is not, I think both the process and the history of the hall and like what it can mean, et cetera, is not registering with Dolly and her camp. I mean, listen, we here at the show understand that the process in history of the hall is confusing. We've been trying to explain it for four years and there's still things to say, you know, it's not going great, but yeah, the the difference between her and all the people we've talked about, as you said, Neil, is that it is done politely and not in a cranky way. And it's not disparaging the hall. Almost always the, the rejection is in tandem with uh, this institution is a sham and like <laughs> I I don't want to be a part of your stupid club like the sex we didn't talk about the sex pistols that's like maybe the most famous example oh yeah of an artist being inducted who refused to participate you know they sent a letter calling the hall a piss stain and and Jan Wenner read it kind of tongue in cheek at the induction ceremony and. They really rejected it, but they were still inducted anyway. Yeah, the, the timing is 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 so interesting. And, and the fact that she says that she is open to being nominated again in the future. Well, she's like, wait until I put out my rock album and then you can nominate me. Like, yeah, I mean, people are the- not being nominated for their most recent album, Dolly. Like, <laughs> that's, I, I know I that's the other like, no, exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, it's never really confirmed or anything like this, but in the past, it feels like when there are certain nominees that, you know, they have a tour at the ready or some sort of comeback or some sort of anniversary and they get nominated in that year. And it feels like in some ways it's preordained and it's like part of this publicity push is to get, you know, a rock and roll hall of fame nomination and induction that align with something that they might wait and hold off. Mm -hmm. You feel like they've talked to people behind the scenes or there's other people at the rock hall that are a part of this or something. You know, this is a little bit of conspiracy talk, but it's happens kind of too often, you know, most recently, I think, you know, with the Doobie Brothers or it was sort of happened to be nice and coincidental that Tapestry turned 50 last year when Carol King got in. So all these things kind of Tina's documentary. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, it does one cause the other or who knows. Right. But, you know, maybe they just didn't lay any kind of groundwork with Dolly if she would have been more open to this in the future if they had talked to her or who knows it's it's just a very strange kind of thing for her to say yes yeah i'm sure i'm open to going in the rock hall but you know just not this year um it's not like her resume is going to get any better she's she's already done obviously plenty to get in i mean that that's pretty clear yeah rock record or not and like it does make you think like you know the fact that she keeps mentioning like because when the nominations came out she was like oh i always wanted to do a rock record and now she's saying it again it's like is one already happening? Does she want to wait for it to, or does her team want to wait for the rock record to be released and then have the induction coincide in a perfect marriage of publicity so that 
you know, she is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when she releases a rock and roll record and it's all, you know, in the same press cycle. It's like, does Dolly need any more press? I just, <laughs> I, I'm so I know, confused I know, by this. Right? And the other thing is the Hall was blindsided by this. This was not like Dolly reached out to the hall and they made some sort of agreement. Nobody at the hall saw this coming. I can tell you that. And that's all, especially for something as like measured and all shucks of a statement. It's weird that something was posted publicly, but there was never any attempt to reach out to the hall beforehand. That it, and you know, thinking about like the the co the coinciding stuff, like trying to induct people at the right time, there have always been rumors that I've heard that sometimes artists are contacted by the hall and asked if you were uh, if you were inducted, would you come? Which we should know probably isn't true, given how many people like don't show up. You know what I mean? <laughs> But I wonder if it's to some degree real, but like it definitely didn't happen here with with Dolly. I just this whole kind of the method behind which this has been communicated has been so strange. The the old put out a statement thing is so like interesting a thing it's like do they not yeah do they not have friends in the hall somewhere that they could have just back channeled and talked to about this like hey we're actually really not comfortable with this is there any way to get us off the ballot like blah 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 and i say we meaning i'm part of dolly's team in this Mm -hmm, scenario mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know it reminds me that they don't know the correct method to do something like this it seems very strange to me also the wording of the statement feels very dumb to say my husband is a huge rock and roll freak (laughs) and that makes it out into the public statement do you know what i mean the words my husband is a huge rock and roll freak will stay with me forever that is not (sighs) a vetted statement that is or it's not i mean that is this wasn't a committee from the heart exactly And listen, I when we when we did research for the Dolly episode, I just want I just want to make clear to everybody, she's not lying. I found an episode of Brian, Brian Johnson from ACDC has like a show, like a documentary show where he just meets up with a different artist and they talk about like being on the road and stuff. And he has one with Dolly, and I watched it just at a at a curiosity. And she was like, "My husband just he just loves ACDC. He's playing ACDC all the time. So I think he is a rock and roll freak, and I don't want people to think that at any." point she is making this oh up. i don't think she made that no, up i, I know means. i know you don't and i'm, I'm just really excited are. to have just one more bit of information about her elusive husband mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like oh okay now i know more her husband's a big rock and roll freak okay good add it to the like the list of four things we know about him yeah. and the one picture we've ever seen sure sounds good but it does it just it makes me put on a fucking aluminum foil hat given the timing the wording just the, and and just the idea of bowing out, which you cannot do. It, it you know, it's like. <laughs> well, I'm like, did the Benatar hive? There's no Benatar hive. I know there isn't. <laughs> Believe me, Joe. I've never been contacted. But like it, the thing about splitting votes, the thing about her feeling like, oh no, maybe like something got to her that someone was like, well, you know, because of you, this 
deserving artist who's actually rock and roll is gonna is not getting into the rock and roll hall of fame because you and your big old famous boobies are taking up a spot i mean someone some, someone definitely could have gotten in her ear about something like that and this i could just see feels like that this the wording and tone of the statement just feels like somebody made her feel like she didn't deserve this and that she was actively harming other more deserving yes. or as right. deserving artists yeah as though the process i mean i guess it kind of works like that but still it just it seems like there's a misunderstanding about the about the process i have heard that sometimes dolly overextends herself and commits to things that she cannot always do. And this could be a casualty of, of that, where she's like, I don't really think I have it in me to do this. But also, I think about how savvy of a businesswoman she is. Like, this would just be such... Now, we've talked about Dolly not needing the hall, and the hall needs Dolly more. But still, to be a part of this induction ceremony and to be on HBO, et cetera, et cetera... From a businesswoman's perspective, that is a thing you want. I, that's a thing that to me is like fully Dolly and her team would understand like this is regardless of any genre confusion. Mm -hmm. She would get the obvious benefits of this kind of thing. I just really do believe in Dolly's purity of heart. And I believe that someone was like, hey, you might be hurting somebody with this. And she was like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. I don't need to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's tell them I don't want to. And you know what? Maybe I will put out that rock and roll record and then I'll feel like I've earned it. Like, I think that she just thinks that it works the way that she said. Well, let's, you know? keep, let's keep talking about conspiracies and let's, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk a little something about to what you just said potentially could have contributed to this, which is also something that maybe could have had a little bit of a news cycle if Dolly hadn't stepped in, which is that Dionne Warwick was on Watch What Happens Live the night before. Yeah, and it, the, the timing is really interesting because you know she was on there playing uh, Do You Give a Damn and asked about various items in the news. You know, does she care that Britney uh, got out of her conservatorship and all that kind of stuff? And Andy asked her if she cared if she got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And she said, no. She says, I'm not a rock and roller. And my understanding, it's, you know, it's always been about rock and roll. And if they want to change the name, include more people, they should do that. Dionne Warwick said this on Watch What Happens Live. Mm -hmm. Yes. The night before. And she, and like you're, you didn't say it, Neil, but she said the line. She, she did it. She went, maybe they should call it the Music Hall of Fame. We've really been hearing that one. It's been, and Neil can attest, people have been saying it. A, a tale as old as time. Yeah, and, and with these two stories happening this week, you, I've been hearing it more this week than I have in a long time. Yeah, um, you know, why don't we take a little bit of a break, uh, and then when we come back, we will continue to talk about that genre in the rock hall, and of course, continue to break down this unprecedented statement and decision from Dolly Parton. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So we're talking about this Dolly Parton statement. We are talking about genre in the rock hall. You know, Dionne Warwick, just the day before this Dolly Parton statement came out, said that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should be called the Music Hall of Fame, which at this point is just so, 
I know, Neil, you probably, uh, like me, get frustrated by that sentiment. I really want to try to push back on that because yes. it's not the it's not the po- popular music. You know, the Rock Hall has been trying hard for a very long time to try to explain what their definition of rock and roll is. John Sykes has been expanding it too. He's been saying that all genres are welcome, which he said last year in an interview. And when I saw that, you know, and, and they specifically asked about country and my, you know, my ears perked up because that to me, they've lost a little bit of their way about how, the, why this thing was founded in the first place, you know, to mm-hmm. honor sort of the music that was born from the roots of country and blues and gospel and those other things to make rock and roll in the early fifties and all the genres that have sprouted out from that since then, you know, they've been at the beginning, they honored the roots of that, that rock and roll tree, like mm-hmm. with country artists. And that's where a lot of those country artists are and mm-hmm. blues artists. And those are the early influences, which they used to call the forefathers at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And everything that sort of comes out of that rock and roll tree are generally your performers. And that is sort of what, where things are. And, and that includes hip hop and that includes soul and that includes R and B and heavy metal and all of the things that we know as rock and roll. What's interesting about country a little bit is country is one of those roots and country itself, in my mind, this is the way I've been thinking about it recently. Country is its own tree, has its own roots and it has its own sort of culture and identity and history. And, you know, country has been around a lot longer than rock and roll has. And the rock hall really shouldn't be covering what that country music tree, that's what the country Mm -hmm. music hall of fame is for. Yeah. And that one and that hall of fame has been around for a very long time, well-established, and, you know, they have, they have taken care of that very well and very thoroughly. And the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will never be able to represent that music, honor that music in the way that it deserves to be. Mm-hmm. And this is true with, like, like you mentioned, with jazz and Miles Davis. You know, they, they dabble in these, these other genres that have this crossover, and there's always going to be crossovers in music. And, you know, of course, there's going to be some country artists that get pulled in on both sides and it's not about separating genres. Root. It's like a shared root mm-hmm. under the ground. Exactly. You know, exactly. or just it's like two leaves that cross. It's like the trees are next to each other and a couple of the leaves are going to touch. And, and Dolly is absolutely one of those leaves, right? That yeah. is sort of, you know, on both sides of the fence. And there's there's a place for that. But for them to sort of not put any boundaries on what they're doing there from an educational standpoint or just from like a sheer, like a like a practical standpoint is really troubling. I think just, you know, they, they really need to sort of rein in. It's not like the, the, the Eddie trunk definition of just they like, they like to talk about sort of, you know, the skinny white guys with guitars. It, it's not that rock, but it's, it's that rock and roll and things that sprung from it. I mean, I think that's really how they need to uh, illustrate it and educate people about because they keep sort of coming back to this. Oh, it's an umbrella term for all genres. It's like, no, that's not popular. Yeah. Music is not rock and roll and rock and roll is not popular. I mean, it's, you can't equate the two. Yeah. And we've, we've gotten so far from the roots of it that it becomes more and more difficult to try and explain that. If I may draw potentially a sweaty and bad analogy, it's like putting chimpanzees into the human hall of fame. <laughs> We share a common ancestor, but we diverged uh, a long ago. And like, listen, will we put hominoids in as early influences for humans? Yes, absolutely. But like, it's it's split off 
at, at a certain point. Well, I mean, how do you feel about this Dion thing then? I guess I'm con- I get concerned when people themselves it's like, who are we to tell Dionne Warwick she's rock and roll? Who are we to tell Dolly Parton that she's rock and roll? If they don't think they are and they're the artist, who are we to tell them what they are? I think it's interesting that they're both, you know, of the same generation mm-hmm. back when rock and roll meant something. Right. And mm-hmm. and I think, you know, making a decision and this is probably true of a lot of country artists, you know, are they country or are they rock and roll? Country has a very much it has its own identity and culture and that is something, right? And you you don't just cross over to 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 rock and roll like back as it was as it was known, sort of you know, in the fifties and sixties. It's a different different thing, you know. The rock and roll is not the Grand Ole Opry, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's not rock and roll. It's almost like the Hall was able to have a distinction because that distinction already exists, kind of clearly, with country in particular. Right, and it, it feels like now they're like maybe they're they're kind of shrugging that off and. I'm not sure where they're going. And I, I, I don't, I'm not sure they have a plan. I don't, I don't know if they know where they're going, right? It feels like they're just sort of rudderless. And it, it, a lot of it's symptomatic of the categories too, where they're just, things just sort of are telling, telling the story of rock and roll through the, the inductees is, becomes very problematic when you do it this way. Yeah. I, I think I still am at a point where I just feel like, I think we can all see that Dolly transcends genre and that, we would be lucky to have her in the hall and that, you know, kind of she deserves it and belongs, but it, it is like really difficult to just go against someone's wishes, especially if they're really nice about it. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just really confuses things with regard to this year's class and who is going to, it just, it, it will make her induction if she is inducted very strange, bittersweet, bizarre. And if she's not inducted, it will make things even more confusing. And also then what does it do to the people who are inducted? It's almost like Dolly wanted to remove herself from the conversation and instead has inserted herself even more. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Right. So, okay. Let's talk about like, what does the hall do? You know? Yeah. Dolly it, it very cordially, although not like behind the scenes directly, asks to not be included. This is something kind of artists have asked before, just not as nicely. What, let's talk about the things that the hall could do. And I know, Neil, you had made a post on Future Rock Legends about the kind of options that are in front of the hall. Yeah, so I... The hall is not very good at, at adapting and, and changing on the fly and responding to public controversies. So I think their first option, which is probably the most likely, is they're going to just try to ignore this for them as much as they can. Mm-hmm. And the question becomes, you know, does she end up getting the votes anyway? Will they reveal that? Or do they sort of behind the scenes remove her from consideration, let the votes come in as they are, and just put them in the pocket for next year or something. Yeah. Um, I guess the, with that, like I, that to me seems like you kind of can't set the precedent that an artist can remove themselves from contention. That becomes, I think, messy. Mm. If you show your hand like that and you go, well, if you ask nicely, we will take you out of the running. Weirdly, a lot of people I think would do that, especially the artists that are nominated a bunch 
and yeah. don't get in. And that causes a wave of problems for the hall, especially given that the hall often is a recognition that the artist's don't fully understand and appreciate until they go and experience it. And to let people cut themselves off from that pipeline fucks the hall pretty badly, in my opinion. So I think they, they, their move is to ignore this, but then the, yeah, where the question becomes, does her statement affect the votes? Does she get in anyway? My thought is she probably gets the votes anyway. But then what? And then they just induct her and then she has to once again decide if she's going to come or not. Yeah. I mean, I I hope that it means that they put seven in. I think best case scenario, she gets in anyway. They talk to her behind the scenes. I also believe now they are talking to her behind the scenes. Uh, I think that's this a really given. Like, started the conversation. Yeah, that should have been <laughs> happening before. But like for sure, like if you're the hall, you're like, we need to reach out and see like what's going on here. Best case scenario, she gets the votes anyway. She gets inducted and she has a change of heart. Yeah. And it's almost like a it's like a it's like a comeback story of like, I thought I wasn't rock and roll, but now here I am as an ambassador to the rock and roll to explain how expansive and inclusive this place can be. And I'm in and I'm going to make that rock and roll record. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, she shows up and it's, it's a, it's a good time. I've also been wondering, like, does the hall activate the army a bit like do they say miley who they're in good standing with and miley participates in the rock hall you know to some degree will you go talk to your godmother your literal godmother and you know kind of turn her around i don't think there's any shot of that happening i I don't see how she's gonna do an about face after putting that statement out and letting the shitstorm happen for her to sort of turn around and then just make good on it just doesn't feel like something that's plausible. Yep, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> we just saw Tom Brady return to football. So anything can happen. You know, the definitive declarations can be reversed. It does feel like, yeah, nothing is <laughs> nothing is real anymore and you can't trust almost anything. And so, yeah, maybe that's the, maybe anything is possible. I mean, we can think and hope just like I, you know, wanted to believe that Beyonce was going to be there for Jay-Z's induction. It, it was possible. It's not likely. So, I mean, I don't, that, I, I guess this is best case scenario. What do you think is likely scenario? Well, I mean, look, at this point, the vote voting has already been corrupted one way or another. So, mm-hmm. you know, some people have already returned their ballots thinking she was on the ballot. There are people going to be returning it this week or next week or whenever, thinking that she's not eligible and they won't Mm -hmm. vote for her. Mm -hmm. Um, The fan vote, you know, I've seen like her votes have kind of dropped off by about 33% since her announcement um, from what she was getting before, because she's still on the fan ballot. You know, the Rock Hall hasn't Mm -hmm. made a move one way or the other. That's why I kind of think, you know, the Rock Hall needs to at least address this with their voters even if they don't do it publicly and give them direction about whether she's eligible or not, just so they know what to do. Cause 
the voters with the ballots in their hands, what do you do when, if you see Dolly's name there? Is she eligible or is she not? You know, because like there's been a lot of articles written that she's oh, she's automatically out now, right? Like that she's there's not she's not going to be inducted. As um, though that's a thing, right? right as though exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. And the Rock hasn't said one way or the other whether that's that's the case or not. So it's it's difficult to know. And and um, you know, if I were a voter, I would certainly want to know whether she's eligible or not. You know, because that's mm-hmm. you only get five, and so you know, if if she's not eligible, then you get to vote for somebody else. So I also think though, that that's kind of like had its intended impact, which is that if you're wondering, you're probably just not going to do it just in case, because if she's not going to get inducted, you don't want to quote unquote, waste your vote. The thing that this makes me think and worry about is if she comes in number six, ultimately, like this does have an effect. She Mm -hmm. doesn't walk away with it. She still has a good enough boost because of the ballots that have been turned in. Mm. But, you know, enough people who were going to vote for her don't. If she comes in at number six, they only induct five inductees this year, which sucks. And we hate to see that. But I think that's usually why they decide to do six over five is if that sixth artist is good for the hall, is someone they want to get. I mean, this is a this is a very specific outcome like if she becomes in a very specific place in the voting but that would suck just because they would then be like oh great now we have an excuse we sometimes only induct five people we can we can draw the line there Mm. whereas if she was like at eighth like they could induct everybody up until her if they wanted i mean they could do seven they've done it before and but then if if she's in the top five though and maybe i believe too much in the integrity of the hall I don't think they, because if it got out that she got the votes and they didn't induct her, I think that's a, that's a really bad look. If she was, if she got the votes. But how would it go? Uh, How would it get out, Joe? Just because there's, there's people who know, you know, it's like, it's not like one person, you know, I don't know. It it might not. I mean, but like, I think enough people see these and know that it it could potentially get out uh, and cause some controversy. Um, but that was that's the that's the first option, right, Neil? That they they kind of ignore it publicly, and maybe maybe, and then you know whatever happens behind the scenes happens behind the scenes. Either she's inducted and doesn't show up, and maybe they give her the Todd Rundgren treatment, uh, which sucks. Ugh. Of just like giving her a package, she could not show up, and they could give her the Tina Turner treatment, which is like maybe convince her to do a speech from her house, and then people do tribute performances or she shows up and it's like a regular induction and uh whoops yeah those are all i don't know I, those, it, those it, are the options if she does if they do induct her i think one of the reasons they nominated her was to get all of the goodwill and the ceremony moments and all of that stuff that they can do is having you know bringing in all the generations and everybody on stage to sort of celebrate her mm-hmm. To, to do it where she's not there and not cooperative just doesn't, if they had a chance to do it, do it right in another mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. I could see them doing it, creating, creating a new rule where they yeah. can, they can defer her induction or something like just oh. to, you know, even if it's just done behind the scenes or like give her musical excellence in a future year and not put her on the ballot again. I don't, I would be surprised actually, if they put her back on the ballot just I mean, because it's the risk, you know, like what, it, you know, they would have to coordinate with her behind the scenes. They would absolutely have to do that. If they, it's if they it's a much better idea to to just induct her the way you did Ringo Starr 
if you're going to do it that way and put her in as musical excellence she say she's above genre you know, getting in right? or like she's right and she's you know everyone knows she's worthy so let's just put her in straight up and mm-hmm. not go through the competing against mc5 right <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it, it, it just doesn't it yeah. doesn't make sense right like mm-hmm. it's um so i could see that happening in, in a future year yeah and are there other options of, of how the hall could respond here i mean they could say like they could remove they could try to be like okay none of the dolly votes count but again i i think that's very unlikely because of this the precedent it sets that you can yeah the, i mean i think out. They, if it was anyone else i think the precedent they, they wouldn't want to set that precedent but because it's dolly and maybe this is because she asked so nicely this is this <laughs> could be an option that they would publicly say okay she's she's no longer eligible we only have 16 nominees this year you know voters she's if you if you voted for her contact us we'll let you vote for somebody else we're going to remove her name from the fan ballot um, and do it all very publicly and upfront. That's They've generally not their style. One to do day it that to way. do that, two more days maybe before that's just moot, moot, moot. Well, they have some time. I mean, the ballots are not due until the end of April. It just takes a lot of work to do it this way, which they I don't see them doing. Yeah, no, I I don't either. That just because of the precedent setting, but also it just yeah it creates a lot of work and it becomes really messy and it kind of taints the whole year and the whole and the whole ballot. Ugh, this and just. Up and down is a bummer. It just sucks. Yeah. Is there any? Like, is there another option? No, I think we pretty much covered it as far, at least ones <laughs> I can think of. Yeah, 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 right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the last one I think really was just to just do it all behind the scenes, and you know, I mean, to remo- to to not count her votes, but not tell anybody they're doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Which not a righteous move, but I I get it from a practical standpoint. Can we talk about the reactions to this statement because it makes me go insane <laughs> wait what oh tell me some more. of these reactions are so insane once again very much out of the online conversation well it has <laughs> really IRL? it has really like emboldened the rock, rock is yes yes and they are maybe the most annoying people online d snyder from twisted sister was like yes Thank you, Dolly Parton. Rock music is rock music. And when you see something that's not rock music, it is your duty to call it. Like he was just act. he he was like taking it and twisting it uh, <laughs> to to like fit his own fucking agenda, which he has always been like pissed off at the hall. And it's funny, like he actually has a right to be pissed off just as like a metal guy. Like there are some legit things to be upset with the hall about specifically their continued refusal to like acknowledge heavy metal. Uh, But it's always like murky with like, and that's why twisted sister won't get in. It's like, all right, slow down, slow down D. I don't think that's really what's (laughs) happening here. And then it also is always infused with some, it's never just like, I want heavy metal in. It's like Janet Jackson. And like, it, it just becomes extremely annoying. There's a guy named Eddie trunk similarly was like, all props to Dolly Parton for standing up for what's right and knowing rock when rock is rock. Fucking, it just, that has been pretty annoying to give any of that movement a little little chum in the water Mm. is never good. And like the fact that it just reignites this age old conversation about what is rock and roll should be the music hall of fame. Like (laughs) 
it's just so boring at this point. It's hack. It's like a, it's a hacky thing to talk about. Like if you know your history, you can make sense of this, but like, if you don't really care, then that's, then it becomes an issue for you. Here's something that has been kind of strange to me. And a lot of people have been saying it, and I don't think I get it, but a lot of people are going, Dolly Parton, what a class act. Yeah, there this has so been a classy. lot of like all That's the, a classy a lot broad. Of comments on her post on Instagram were like, we don't deserve you. What a queen. What a classy queen. What now, on now earth is that's what I call class bowing out. Like, I don't understand. I don't this. get it either. How is it? I'm sorry. I mean, like it was a polite statement, but I don't get how it's classy. The thing is, it's because Dolly did it and she's a class act. And even though it's an annoying thing for us, people literally, she could do, do anything, anything and, if you, yeah. and people would be like, yas. Class like, act all the way. Yes. Like yes, she, class. Yas. Class, boss. class queen. Uh, yeah, yes, exactly. It's class just, queen. it's like so much. And I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't really see. I mean, like you're right. I mean, what you're saying is, is the key there. And that's right. It's because it's Dolly and she can do whatever she wants. It's really that like she could be, <laughs> she really could do literally anything. She could be like, and this is why I'm, I'm partnering with life cereal <laughs> to, eat, to eat cereal every day. And people will be like, now, clap this emoji. is how you brand partnership. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like people would, there is yeah, being like, I've, I've, I've chosen to partner with Exxon mobile. <laughs> uh, we are like saying, like we have decided to do a new spill, but it's going to be in the shape of my boobs and it's going to be great. Everyone it's actually like, gonna be the shape of a butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> they would be like, wow, there she goes again. Honestly, what a class if act. anyone could make an oil spill iconic, <laughs> it's it's Dolly. No, it's that. It's that people think that her tone is nice and they like her and they're right too. And she's right, even though I disagree with what she has done to my personal interests oddly in this way it's just people are like oh look at her it because also the tone of the statement is very i want to make room for other people who are more rock and roll than me she is that is the gist i do believe that that's what she thinks she's doing and that's what she thinks happened that someone was like hey you know you get in, it's going to cost a couple of other rock people uh, their opportunity. And she's like, oh, I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Take me out. Mm-hmm. Let me talk. Oh, hold on. Let me consult my rock and roll freak of a husband <laughs> first. <laughs> Let's see what he thinks. Well, maybe he's gotten in her ear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe he's the one. He's yeah. like, you know, uh, maybe he's really standing hard, hoping that Judas, Judas Priest. Priest will yeah. get in this year. <laughs> and he's like, baby. You're the one standing in between. Uh, You're tearing my heart apart. You're splitting the votes between. Yeah, you're splitting the votes. Exactly. (laughs) The people who are going to vote for priests are not are are your demographic. Yeah, I mean, I really think that that's what she thinks she's doing. I do not in any way believe she had any idea of the quote unquote fallout that would come from this. But boy, is it a bummer. Yeah. Um. Just out of curiosity, how many likes do you think this Instagram post has? Um. Mm, 80,000. Neil, how many do you think it has? 250,000. 
507,074. Yeah. Um, way more, <laughs> way more than the follower account for the rock hall then the typical dolly post is, is what i mean so oh. like even for like dolly's posts you know i'm scrolling through and it is in usually the tens of thousands and so this is like really hitting and if not resonating with people like it's it's making waves uh how many comments do you think there are uh hundred and twenty thousand. what do you think neil <laughs> You're shaking your head like don't make me do this. Sixty thousand. Okay, so typically on a on a regular Dolly post, she has about one hundred sixty four, two hundred five, four hundred forty one, four ninety five, one fifty five. Period. Yes, not and, and so oh. usually on her posts, the comments are in the hundreds. Oh. Ten thousand two hundred twenty three comments on this post. So in the area of a hundred times more than the usual comments. And I, listen, I'll just do, I'll look at some of the top ones. You know, Margot Price said legend already without awards, which is like actually on point to what is happening here. But then humble queen, pure yes. class, Dolly, I just love you. You are a queen, such a class act, legend and leader. <laughs> okay. Humble queen was a lot of the stuff I was seeing. And a it is humble. That. You know what? The, from her perspective, it, it I do get that it's it is coming from a place of humility, legitimately. But the the class act stuff, classy leader, legend. I've seen a lot of uh, that. That statement's the most rock and roll thing you can do, right? And it, uh -huh. it makes her more qualified for the rock hall now that she's put out a, a rock and roll statement like that. So, do you think people are going to vote for her now more so? There's going to be some, right? I don't think so. There's got to be at least one guy. Yeah, but I don't think it's like, like going to make her a, more right. Yeah. I, I think the, in the balance, no. Yeah, right, right, right. Not in any significant way. Yeah. Nancy Wilson made a statement praising her for this move. It's like it has created a news cycle, like with people weighing in on this. It's really like it has ended up putting the hall in the headlines way more in a way than like the nominees or inductees mm -hmm. or ceremony like ever does. Like I'm looking at, like I have friends who have liked the Dolly post and have reached out to me again. People have reached out to me. Like there's been a tragedy in my family. <laughs> like they, uh, people, yeah, it is just, it is really something. Neil, is there anything else we haven't really touched on here? I guess we could talk about sort of who might this favor if, if she, you know, if this depresses her votes enough, who who is the most, you know, who's going to benefit the most from that? You know, I mentioned on the fan vote that her votes are down. Pat Benatar's are notably up. Interesting. Yeah, I was just going to say it's Pat for sure who's going to be the, the beneficiary. And like, it, we, we hate to be uh, kind of reductive, but putting ourselves in the mindset of the hall and the voters, if we are to think generally, it yeah, it's probably going to benefit the other women on the ballot. Shouldn't have to work like that, especially when we have a lot of very different women on the ballot. But like, yeah, I guess it, I would imagine it will help Carly Simon, who I, I would have already said is probably getting in. Maybe it'll help Dion, especially since she had a statement and then, but I don't know, she's kind of saying, I don't care, but at the same rate, I don't know. I think it's Pat is going to be the biggest Pat, beneficiary. Yeah. I see it in that regard, but I don't think that... It's going to, I think Dion is having, knowing that she said that I am like, it, it, it is worrisome to me. And again, 
I almost feel like it's disrespectful of us to try to put her in the hall if she doesn't want to be. Yeah. And I think it's very, and I, I mean, disrespectful, just in a one sense of the word. It's like, I do believe she's deserving, but I also am like, and then you also have to wonder how much of this is a cover your ass move. You know, how much of it is I didn't get in last year. And so, no, I, I wouldn't want to. I never have wanted to, you know, you never know. <sighs> I don't know. I'm sad about a lot of this. <laughs> Yeah, but except I'm, for what it could mean for Pat Benatar. Mm-hmm. I guess that's I'm, the one yeah. silver lining that Pat and her husband will get in. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so annoyed. No, uh, yeah, I just really, I'm curious to see if anything else will come out. I'm curious what the conversations are like between Dolly and the Hall right now, because I am imagining there's conversations happening. And that the Hall, again, like we've talked about, the Hall would like, in the best case scenario, Dolly to be there to accept and be into it. And so they are probably throwing everything against the wall to see if they can still make that happen. So that's my, that's my prediction, but who knows? There's still like, I just feel like people respect Dolly's wishes. I just don't see, you know what I mean? And because this has been a big breakthrough Story. story, it's not, I don't think many people have missed the fact that she says, no, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. Final thoughts, Neil? I don't know. I mean, this is, I mean, I've been doing this a long time and I've never seen anything quite like this, which is always exciting for me just because I feel like I've seen everything having to do with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the last 16 years. But, you know, leave it to Dolly Parton to come up with something new. Um, (laughs) Makes it fun. It's been like, it's a long time in between when the the nominees are announced and when the inductees are announced and with the eternal... uh, Fan vote, the only thing to kind of keep us busy, but um, it'll be new episodes of the Rock Call podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I think you know it'll be interesting to see if if the hall does react, if they do say anything, or what they do from here, because I think that's really the open question: is mm-hmm. are they gonna are they gonna say anything? So I think there's a little bit more to be written on this, and um, but it's it's been sort of interesting watching all of these issues get get opened up again, whether it's you know genre in the hall or the nomination process and, and that whole thing. So it's it's always fun when when new people come into this and they start looking at the system and they're like, what, what is this? You know? Yeah, right. And yeah, I, this... I think that happens with a lot of the nominees too that don't know much about it. They're just like, what, what is this? Yeah, right. Welcome to our world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a moment. They will stop thinking about it though. Like they're probably already done. And, Aww, uh... I'll bless them and their lucky selves. I'm out here well... infecting new people with my sickness. <laughs> <laughs> well, Neil, thank you for joining us for this emergency podcast your experience and insights help us to sort this out oh my gosh how is this gonna affect the end credits are you gonna get to thank neil in person i will i'll stand up and i'll salute (laughs) thank you to future rock legends who the best source of information on the web about the rock hall i used it for this very episode but yeah i mean like so yeah obviously the the website's futurerocklegends.com and you've got social media anything else you'd like to get out there yeah, if you're a football fan, I started futurefootballlegends.com and uh, a lot of good stuff if you're a fan of the NFL um, and the Hall of Fame and that whole process and who's going to be eligible and who the best players of all time are at each position and for each team. There's a lot of good things going on there. So with I mean, with Dolly Parton bowing out and then Tom Brady coming back in, you've had quite <laughs> a week, my friend. <laughs> you've had quite a week. I love it. Well, 
our listeners know they can follow us at Rock All Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Rockallpod at gmail.com is the email. If you want to send a message, that would be lovely. We'd love to hear from you. And like, hey, something's in the news. And you could like, you can weigh in, say what you want to say. But if you want Kristen to see your message, you need to designate that somewhere in there. Uh, otherwise, I'm not going to forward it because she's not really interested in reading it. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only. Anything less than five would be rude. And leave a review. Just say some nonsense. Who gives a shit? <laughs> if you, but if you said something legitimately nice, that is also much appreciated. I don't want you to just mash random letters. That's not quite as good. That seems like a mistake. Uh, thank you to <laughs> thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuf Kim for the music. Thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. And hey, thank you to the man himself, future rock legends, for providing all of us with uh, information that if you want to talk about the rock hall, that information is strangely literally nowhere else. So thank you, Neil. And uh, I'm Joe Kozala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.